Hello and welcome back to Have You Seen It? I'm Maggie and in this episode I have a dramatic horror from Singapore to tell you about. Are you ready? Let's go. This week's show is Mystic Whispers and we are just going to jump right in. Like I just said, it is from Singapore and it is a dramatic horror. It is a Toggle original and there is one season with 13 episodes and it originally aired back in 2014. This show takes place in Singapore. Singapore is a sovereign city-state located in Southeast Asia. A city-state, according to Britannica.com, is a political system consisting of an independent city having sovereignty over contiguous territory and serving as a center and leader of political, economic, and cultural life. The other sovereign city-states are the Vatican and Monaco, but some say that Singapore is the only true sovereign state because it has the full right and power to govern itself and its citizens without any interference from outside governments. It also has its own currency, a technologically advanced military, and a significant population of 5.6 million. It is located on the southern tip of the Malay Peninsula. It is separated from Indonesia to the south by the Singapore Strait, and it borders Malaysia to the north. The two closest shows that I've gone over are the Thai show Bangkok Bachelors that takes place in Bangkok, Thailand, and the Filipino show Amo that takes place in the capital of the Philippines, Manila. Some fun facts about Singapore are Singapore gets its name from Sang Nila Utama, who is a prince from Palembang, I believe is how you say it. He thought he saw a lion and named the island Singapore, which means lion city in Sanskrit. However, there's never been a lion in Singapore outside of captivity, so who knows what he saw. It was most likely a tiger, but who knows? Singapore's Bukit Timah Nature Reserve has more species of trees than all of North America. The national language of Singapore is Malay, and the four official languages are English, Chinese, Tamil, and Malay. Singapore consists of the main island, plus 63 other smaller islands, most of which are uninhabited. Most people think Singapore is just a single island. One of my least favorite fun facts is that chewing gum is banned in Singapore. I chew gum all the time. Like, literally all the time. The fact that I'm not chewing gum right now while recording is very difficult for me. The only people allowed to chew gum in Singapore are those that have a medical prescription for it. And I have no idea what medical ailment you would have that would require medical chewing gum. Hopefully anxiety is one of those because that's what I mostly use it for and it helps a lot with uh, my anxiety. But yeah, the fact that chewing gum is banned, I'm like, ugh. I don't know. I don't know if I could. I'd probably get arrested because I don't know how long I could go without chewing gum. There is a fifth language that locals speak and it's called Singlish. But it isn't considered a broken language, but a really complicated Creole that most foreigners can't pick up. If you don't know what a Creole language is, I talk about them in my episode about the Nigerian show Crazy Lovely Cool. So you can go and listen to that episode if you want to know more about it. Singapore is the least corrupt city in Asia and the fifth least corrupt city in the world. And the last fun fact I have for you is that Singapore is the only country to gain independence unwillingly. On August 9th, 1965, the Parliament of Malaysia voted 126 to 0 to expel Singapore only two years after Singapore had declared its independence from Great Britain and joining Malaya, Sabah, and Sarawak to form the Federation of Malaysia. The whole story is fascinating, but I won't get into it here because I could talk about it for a while. But yeah, it's they're the only country that didn't gain their independence willingly. And that's just wild to me. They speak Mandarin in this show. There are no audio alternatives and subtitles are only available in English. 
The show is rated TV-14. Netflix doesn't actually give any specific disclaimers. It just says, Parents strongly cautioned may not be suitable for ages 14 and under. There is talk about suicide, and again, someone throws up. You don't see it, but you do hear it, as well as some child abuse, but Netflix itself doesn't give any disclaimers, which I thought was kind of strange. The links to all the websites where I got the information for this show, the fun facts, and any other information that I did not use my memory for are going to be linked in the description of this episode, as well as in the caption for the post that I made for the show on Instagram. There are only two characters that I'm going to mention for this show, and they are Mo Zhaoyan and Zheng Qian. These are the two main characters in the show. There are some supporting actors in the show, but they're really only there for like two or three episodes. So I'm just going to focus on these two. Zhao Yan is played by Sheila Sim, and she lost hearing in one of her ears in a car accident that happened about a year before the first episode. After she lost her hearing, she gained the ability to hear ghosts. She usually hears them after sneezing, but due to the noise that's like a radio frequency, she wears headphones pretty much all the time. She can only see the ghosts when Qian is with her. And Qian is played by Romeo Tan. He is a mortician that works as an exorcist on the side. He can't hear the ghosts at all, but he can see them when Zhao Yan holds his hand. He became an exorcist after he was putting makeup on an older gentleman while doing it. I don't know if he heard the ghost of the gentleman say 6308 or if it was like telepathic, but the older man is saying it's 6308 over and over and over again. And Qian is like, what's 6308? And he ends up playing those numbers in the lottery. I don't know why. I don't think that would have come to me at all. Like, play these random numbers that you hear in your head. But he does, and then he wins some money. So they don't say exactly how much money he wins. But it's enough money that he decides to become an exorcist in the hopes that another ghost will tell him the lottery numbers again. Like I said, there are other characters in the show, but they only stick around two or three episodes, which is why I'm only mentioning these two. The description that Netflix gives for the show is... After a car accident enables a young woman to hear mysterious sounds, she meets a mortician. Together, they listen to ghosts and try to help them. When I first read this description, I thought it said magician, and I was like, interesting. And then I watched the show, and I was like, he isn't a magician. Even though I, one of the first times you do see him, he is carrying this like big black case. And I'm fairly certain that Zhao Yan is like, is he a magician? And then I was like, is he a magician? And then it shows up, he's an exorcist, that he's a mortician. And I went back to like reread it and I was like, oh, Maggie, you can't read at all. Mortician, not magician. But the show starts with us meeting Zhao Yan and we see her waking up, going through her morning routine, nothing really that exciting. But then we see her at a coffee shop and the whole time she has her headphones on, because remember, like I said, she hears those strange sounds. We don't find out until maybe the third episode what the sounds are exactly and how they've affected her life but she wears the headphones pretty much 24 7 except for like when she's on the phone other than that she has the headphones on all the time but we see her arrive at a coffee shop and this is when we meet Chien. they are both in line and Chien is taking his time getting his money out he's kind of like a lot more laid back than she is she's kind of just like get what i gotta get and then leave and chow yen is kind of like Ugh, like bothered by the fact that he's taking so long so she just goes around him grabs the sandwich pays for it and like goes to walk away but Chien is like wait a minute that's my sandwich like I was just gonna buy that and she was like oh does it have your name on it and like looks at the sandwich and he's like well no but I was gonna pay for it and she's like oh well then I guess it's not yours and which by the way like total like rude absolutely rude if that happened to me I would be like no now we're fighting like are you kidding me 
that's... Oh. But she goes to leave, and he does grab her arm, kind of being like, whoa, you're not just walking away with that sandwich. Like, you cut me in line. It's my sandwich. Give it back. And she grabs his hand and, like, squeezes it. And apparently she's got, like, a death grip or something like that, because he almost crumbles to the ground. And because he's in pain, he's like, all right, fine. Like, you can have the sandwich. But she leaves, and he follows her. And you can see him behind her, like, making faces and, like, gesturing at her or whatever. Like, obviously, he's not happy. So, like, that was the last sandwich there. And when she turns around, he, like, pretends like he wasn't doing anything. And she, like, minds that, like, she's going to hurt him again. Like, threatens him, basically. And he's just like, okay. And then she carries on her merry way. And then we see her waiting at a crosswalk. And she's waiting there, listening to her music dancing whatever not like outwardly dancing but like kind of bopping along to the music and as she's crossing the street she sneezes and remember she usually hears the strange noise after the sneeze but this time when she sneezes she does hear the noise and that but then someone bumps into her and she's kind of like dude are you kidding me which is kind of ironic because like you were super rude earlier and now you're going to be upset because somebody bumped into you while crossing the street okay but she was like watch where you're going and the guy turns around and you can see that he has glass in his face. He looks more like a zombie than a ghost, but it's like, you know, he's dead because he's got like this like blue aura around him or whatever, but she can see him. So she screams and like, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If that was me, I'd be out. I would be running the other way so fast. Like I don't run for anything. But trust me, if I saw a ghost, I'd be running. But she's still standing there in fright. And like I said, don't blame her. It's not every day you run into a ghost. If you believe in them, it's not every day if you run into a ghost. And if you don't believe them, then you never run into a ghost. But she's kind of standing there. And then you do see Chi Yen walk past her, but they don't interact again. He kind of just like walks past her. And then we see her at her job. And it's like an architect. She's there for like a secretary type thing where like she just does everything for them basically answers the phone gets them coffee and everything like that and the woman when she first goes in speaks english to her which i was kind of surprised that she was speaking english to her but she asks her to take the headphones off and zhao yen is like okay cool yeah but doesn't take her headphones off and somehow even though you can hear the music playing from the headphones somehow she can hear the woman talking to her and it's not because she's reading her lips because this woman is facing the other way but she can somehow hear her. Like it didn't, that didn't make sense to me if I'm being hundred percent honest with you, but what happens at her job is a little bizarre. So I can't really tell you what happens after that. Like it gets pretty weird. Lights start flickering, things start moving, but what happens there brings Chien back into her life. And it's the next day. So they do see each other again the next day in the morning. Like I said, he's got that black box that to me, a magician could put their tricks and stuff in but apparently he's an exorcist not a magician but um it is kind of funny because she thinks he's following her and she has the headphones on so he's like talking mad shit about her like right behind her thinking she can't hear him and then all of a sudden she like stops on a dime turns around and is like staring at him and like calls him out on him. he's like you can hear me you can hear me and like i said she thinks he's following her so she like runs to her work but he's there to perform an exorcism, even though not really, because in order to perform an exorcism, you have to be part of the church or part of a church, 
So he's not really there to do. He's more like Ghostbuster exorcism type thing. Not like a, in the name of, you know, our Lord and Savior, you must leave this area, you know. But like, but yeah, he's more like a Ghostbuster than an exorcist. But anyways, that's what he calls himself. But because of his interest in catching ghosts and her ability to hear them, and at times the ability to see them, they do form a team. Even though Zhao Yan does not want to be part of the team, she like is reluctant to do it. They keep meeting each other at that coffee shop, like running into each other and everything. And Chien is like, come on, let's do it. Like we can help these ghosts. And she's like, no, 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 no. You can help these ghosts. I don't want to help these ghosts because she's terrified of these ghosts, even though some of them aren't that scary looking. I mean, again, if they just popped up in my my house, I would definitely be terrified of them too, I guess. But some of them are not that scary looking. But Chien is like, no, we can help these ghosts. And she's like, I don't want to help these ghosts because they scare me. And he tries to make it seem like he wants to do it for the right reasons, like to actually help them but he doesn't he just wants money out of it so his intentions are completely poor but they do end up helping a couple different ghosts and their families move on after the deaths of the ghosts and the different situations take about two to three episodes so I would say there's probably about four or five different ghosts that they help throughout the show and they all have different circumstances regarding their deaths different ages freak accidents stuff like that so with those different circumstances comes different lessons which I'll talk about in a minute but I can't really go into the show that much more. I know it wasn't a lot, but because it's a different set of circumstances every couple of episodes, I can't really talk about the first episode or set the show up the way that I usually do in these shows. You know, some shows are just way easier than others. But while all these ghost stories are happening, and they're definitely interesting, they're definitely different. Like I said, each one is different. There's a lesson you could take away from each one of them. But while all of that stuff is happening, Chi Yen does have to deal with a personal matter of his own that comes up during one of these ghost cases. It really does put the team of Chi Yen and Zhao Yen at jeopardy because of the circumstances regarding something that happened in his past that kind of comes up during one of these cases. So it definitely does get interesting, gets a little juicy. Um, the ending of the show is... I think pretty good even though the very last moment like I would say like the last five seconds make zero sense to me like I don't see the need for it it didn't add anything to it it just seemed very very weird it was a perfect ending to go on to a second season right like the way it ended you're like oh they're gonna do a second season put a pin in that I'll come back to that at the end before we get to my likes and dislikes I am gonna take a quick break to play two promos for you see what sticks and rank bank two podcasts that i do actually genuinely listen to and i think you guys would really really like them so here are their promos do you have an insatiable craving for a sweet sweet podcast where you can listen to discussion on everything from music tv and games to politics space sports and so much more. Do you like off-the-wall conversations and the most amazing segments with just the right amount of crazy? Well, you're in luck. Welcome to the place where three cool cats from Canada throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. 
notes. Send us your thoughts and comments on our social media pages. And be sure to hit that like or follow button. Check us out at our website at www.seewhatsticks.net and give us suggestions for content you want us to discuss on the show. And any ideas you have for lightning round trivia, what's weird in the world today, and would you rather? Until next time, Splat Nation. Hello, lovely listeners. Buenos dias. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Have You Seen It? C'est très bien. Oh, Chris has been insufferable using phrases from all the international TV he's been watching recently. You assisted tantos. So if you want something to listen to while your other half watches series after series... Moto, moto, moto. Then give the Rank Bank podcast a try. Each week, we have two guests... Four great games and loads of fun and laughs. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or on Twitter at RankBankPod. We hope you enjoy the RankBank podcast as much as you enjoy the wonderful Have You Seen It? Tuck. Oh, stop it, Chris. Hit shoulder dog. Da-dooey. Okay, so now for my likes and dislikes. There were a lot of things about the show that I really liked. I like that they used actual ghost hunting tools. I don't know if you believe in ghosts. I don't know any about that. I personally do because of personal experiences that I've had several different times in different locations with different people. So I do believe in ghosts. So seeing them use like an EMF in a spirit box was actually pretty cool because sometimes in these shows they like create these unnecessary things. And like they give them like these real weird names and they look real stupid and it's like just give them a black box like i don't like why are you trying to make this more fancy than it needs to be so to see them use you know like an emf reader like i said when gn pulls out the emf reader i was like hey i know what that is i also like that there were a few times when i genuinely did jump i didn't think it was a super scary show and i think describing it as a horror show is a bit of a stretch but there were a few times where I actually jumped. I will say, I don't think it was like a scary jump. Like I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so scared. And then like something happened and I jumped. It was more like someone popped up out of nowhere and I'm kind of jumpy. So like when that stuff happens, I, I jump anyways. But having that happen in the show, I was like, oh, okay. Like I could see how some people might think this is scary, but like, I didn't think it was like super scary. And that's coming from someone who can't watch scary commercials during the day. So if you think things are scary super easily like me, this show, I promise you it's not that scary. There were times when I thought the acting was actually pretty good. Keep that in mind for when I go for my dislikes. Okay, just remember, there was some good acting in this show. Um, but my favorite thing about this show were the little lessons that you could learn in some of the different episodes like I mentioned. One is about loving yourself no matter what and not to worry what other people think about you. And another is technology addiction and how it prevents us from seeing what we're missing around us while we're looking down at our phones. I saw someone online describe it as kind of like a PSA show. And I guess I could see that there are definitely like some PSAs, but I thought overall it was like the little lessons definitely added to the show and I really, really enjoyed that. Now for my dislikes. Like I said, there was some good acting in the show, but there was more bad acting. And some scenes... Ooh, it was really, really bad. I still like the show, but holy shit, it was painful at times. 
like hit pause, take a breather, push through the scene. Hopefully it gets better. Bad. Real bad. It was some of the worst fake sneezing I've ever seen. It was, yeah, it was, it was bad. The acting was bad. This was so honestly some of the worst acting I've seen in any of these shows. It's not my least favorite show, so that's saying something, right? Like, the, the bad acting didn't take away from the show so much that I was like, oh my god, I can't even stand this show. Like, but it was bad. It was, it was really bad. Another thing that I didn't really like was that the ghosts acted more like zombies at times than they did ghosts. And I was just like, I don't get it. Like, are they zombies or are they ghosts? Or are they ghost zombies? You know, like, it just didn't really make sense to me. And the makeup on some of the ghosts was really bad. Like, super fake looking. You could see the seams on some of them. Like, they didn't, you know, glue them down all of the way. So it was, like, coming off of their face. It, it just didn't look good. Like, again, I don't think any of that takes away from the show because I did enjoy it. And there might be some of you that don't even notice that. But I do watch these shows super critically so I can give an honest opinion of them. And the acting, the zombie acting, the makeup were not good in this show. The last thing I'll mention that I know we're getting new listeners every episode, like the numbers are slowly climbing. And if there's one thing you should know about me is that I hate when shows and movies use photo shoot photos or stock photos in the show when getting a realistic photo of the two actors is super easy. Okay, like it's super easy. So there's a, a moment where Chien is looking at some photos on his smartphone, right? Like, that's even easier. You don't even need to go and, like, develop the picture. You just take the picture on the smartphone, email it to them so that it can do whatever post-edit, adding, whatever they do to it, right? Super easy. But one of them is supposed to be the two of them, Chien and Zhao Yan, walking, right? But they're not, not looking at the person... That's in quotations, by the way. Person taking the picture. It's literally like a straight still from the show. What? Like, are you kidding me? Like, and then the next one looks like it's from a photo shoot. You could have just taken the picture of the two of them. Like, I don't understand. Like, that's not a hard thing to do. <laughs> like, in between getting the light ready or resetting the scene, just lean in, take a picture. There you go. It's To me, it's not that hard. And it's like a super pet peeve of mine. Like... I've talked about it in episode one, where I talk about the Belgian show Undercover, so I guess you can go back and give that a listen if you haven't already to hear me talk my, about my hatred of using these types of photos some more, as well as like some examples of like what they should be doing, in my opinion, and like bad examples like this show. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just, that, I'm probably going to mention it every single time I see it, and that just really, really irritated me, because I'm like, you have a smartphone, bro. Like, it's not even like supposed to be like in the just take a quick photo like I don't get it but yeah those those are the things that I didn't like about the show if you guys do watch the show and there are things that you do like that I didn't like or there were things that you didn't like that I did like or something that I missed then definitely let me know on Twitter you can email me as well um, I'm always looking for feedback from you guys so don't be shy now while watching the show there were a lot of things that stood out to me I'm gonna go through them pretty quickly I think one of these might need an explanation and I will leave that for the end and it's also kind of a weird one that most people will not think about. But the first thing I noticed was that their crosswalks have the crossing light that is red and green. So they have a red guy and they have a green guy. Ours are an orange hand and a white guy. So 
that's obviously different. They all have gates in front of their front doors, even in apartment buildings. I've never seen that here in the US. We have screen doors, but they aren't really extra security. When we had a screen door at my house, we had it because like we didn't have air conditioning. So we would leave the front door open, screen door shut to get some fresh air in the house, but keep bugs out. So that obviously was different. I've never seen a gate right in front of the front door. Another thing that was different on the houses was that the doorbells looked more like light switches, but not like the switches. The ones where it's like a big white button and if you push the top, the light turns on. If you push the bottom, the light turns off, like that type of thing. It's like that. Like when you watch the show, you'll know what I mean, but the doorbells are different. Ours are small little circle buttons, not a big like square block. Like, I don't think you could look at that house and be like, oh, where's the doorbell? Like, ours are easily like, oh, where's the doorbell? Like, I could see people being like, I can't find the doorbell. Like, these, you, there's no way you would miss these doorbells. The next thing that stood out to me was that the coffins had that window above the head that we saw in the Filipino show Amo. I talked about it in that episode. I don't know if the reasoning behind the window is the same, but it was there. I also didn't see any graveyards like we have here in the U.S. The few times we saw the families visit the ghosts... They visited them in mausoleums, I think is what they're called. We do have those here in the U.S., but we mainly bury our dead in graveyards. Like, the mausoleum is inside the graveyard, but that's, like, reserved for people that can afford it. Which, I'm not one of them. But I didn't see any, like, what I think of standard graveyard in the show. Um, some quick ones. They drive on the left side of the road. Again, I'm going to mention that every single time because more countries drive on the right side of the road even though we get shit on by the British for driving on the wrong side of the road. Like I grew up thinking we were the only country that drove on the right side of the road because of how much we get shit on for driving on the right side of the road by the British. It's like no, the majority of the world drives on the right side of the road. You drive on the wrong side of the road. Anyways. Another thing is, according to the subtitles, they say, I'll make a move first when walking away from somebody after having a conversation. We usually say something like, I'm going to go or I'll see you around and then like leave. So that was different. I think if someone was like, I'm going to make a move first, I'd be like, what move? And like kind of like pull away, be like, what move are you going to make? Don't be making no move. So yeah, like I said, that was different. And the last thing that stood out is going to sound weird. And like I said, I know it's going to sound weird because most people don't realize that this is a cultural thing. But when Zhao Yan sneezes, she says, Achu. And like I said, I know that seems like a dumb thing to mention, but not everyone in the world says Achu when sneezing. That is a cultural thing. That's something that we learn. People in Japan make a different sound than the people in Germany who make a different sound than those of us here in the US. Now, I couldn't find if they do say Achu in Singapore. Like, that's a weird thing to Google and Google probably was just like I don't know what you're asking me like I could just imagine Google being a human being and being like what what are you talking about what that what question is that what does that mean so I don't know if it's a similarity like I don't know if they say achu in Singapore I don't know if it was a an acting choice made by the actor so if you do know can you please let me know on Twitter because like I said I never knew that was a cultural thing until I watched the British panel show QI and yeah like I said they all say something else like hazing is something and yeah, so anyways, I think that's interesting. Like something that I don't even think most people would think about being a cultural thing, sneezing. The, the word you make when sneezing, or the sound, I guess, you make when sneezing. But those are the things that stood out while watching the show. If you guys notice anything while watching it, then let me know. I'm sure I missed some things. Now for words and phrases, I have a total of five phrases. 
Mandarin has been one of the languages that I've picked up super easy, which has definitely surprised me because it is one of the hardest languages to learn. I've picked up over 30 words and phrases while watching this show, Tianxin Mystic from China, Triad Princess from Taiwan, and Well-Intended Love, which is also from China and was going to be the show that I covered, but I lost interest in it. And then I found Tianxin Mystic and I was like, great. But I think I was able to pick up so many words and phrases mainly because they say them over and over again. And for me, when I hear a word repeated three or four times in a row, it's way easier to pick it up. Also, when they yell a word and like it's just a standalone, boom, they said it. Like I usually remember those as well. Of course, I will be posting a photo of all of these on Instagram so you can see them in simplified and traditional Chinese like I do for most shows that don't use the same alphabet as us in English. The first phrase is Longqing and it means calm, but it is translated as calm down. That's how it's used in the show. Calm down, Longqing. The next two are similar and were said one right after the other in the show, and they are Shou Ni and Shou Woman Na. Now, if you put Shou Ni in Google Translate, it says that it means saying you, but in the show, when Zhao Yan says it to Qian, it's translated as it should be you. In the context for when this is said, it's Qian says that they should be helping one of the ghosts, and Zhao Yan is like, no, you need to help him. And he says back to her, Shao Woman Na, which is translated as we should do it together, and we have to do it together. Google Translate says it means say us that. Xiao means say, woman means we. It's actually two symbols, wo and men. And wo means I, and men means they. So wo men, I, they means we. Makes sense. And the last part of that phrase, na, means that. T-H-A-T, that. And this is an excellent example of how Google Translate often does direct translations. And in most cases, direct translations make zero sense or very little sense. So, shall woman na, we should do it together. Like I said, it translates to say us that, which doesn't make any sense, but. The next phrase is fang shou, and it means release, but it was translated as let go. And the reason I wanted to mention that was because I had already picked up another way to say let go while watching the Chinese show, Well-Intended Love. So when he said fang shou, and it said that it meant let go, I was like, that's not the let go I learned. Obviously that stood out because when I heard it, I was expecting something different. So to see it translated as let go, when I had already heard Song Xiao, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So that's probably the main reason why I picked that one up. Jian does say Song Xiao later in the show. And I was like, ah, I know that one. That one I know. So the, he does say both of them, but Feng Shou is one of the ones that I picked up while watching this show. The last phrase is Bu Xie, and it means no thanks. Xie means thank you, and Bu means no, so no thanks, Bu Xie, she screams it in his face, Bu Xie. I thought she said bullshit at first, and then I was like, no, 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 go back, and then, yeah, she said Bu Xie. So it makes sense when you break it down, Bu, and then Xie Xie, Xie. So again, they are Lengqing, Xiao Ni, Xiao Womenna, Fang Xiao, and Bu Xie. For familiar faces, I didn't recognize any of these actors in the show. As always, if you guys do, then let me know on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, I will be posting the cast on Instagram again. So if you guys recognize anyone, then let me know. But that's all I have for you guys for Mystic Whispers. I don't think there will be a second season. Like I said when I was talking about kind of the plot a little bit, the way that it ended, it made it seem like there would be a second season. But since it's been six years and there haven't been any rumors or 
anything really nothing about there being a second season happening i'm going to assume there's not going to be a second season who knows sometimes these international shows go five or six years in between seasons i don't see how they can just pick up right away um i wish there would be a second season because i like i said i did enjoy the show and i would like to see how the second season goes with the way the first season ended it wasn't my favorite show but it was easy to watch and if there ever was a second season i would probably watch it if there is ever any news about this show, then I will definitely let you guys know. If you guys do give this show a chance, then let me know what you thought about it. As always, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. You can check out the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. And if you have any show suggestions or feedback, you can email me at HaveYouSeenIt1 at gmail.com. And that is the number one, not spelt out, just one. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Next episode, I will be talking about the drama Taki from Saudi Arabia. Have you seen it? Because I have.